0: welcome to the my fishing cape cod podcast the my fishing cape cod podcast is your local source for the latest news and information on fishing cape cod now here's your host kevin collins well hello and welcome to another edition of the my fishing cape cod podcast here from myfishingcapecod.com i'm your host kevin collins back with you for another exciting podcast week here in 2021 and we are getting into summer. It is Memorial Day weekend at long last. I know the weather forecast doesn't look great for this weekend, but it's the kind of unofficial start to summer for a lot of folks here in the Cape Cod and Islands region. So a very exciting time for everybody and look forward to seeing a lot of our seasonal folks get back to Cape Cod to open up the houses and launch the boats this weekend. Speaking of boats, not going to be a great weekend to get out on the boat pretty much impossible in a lot of areas with the wind and weather that we have blowing into the area this evening on Friday. But we've got a great show lined up for you and some ideas on how to get a line wet maybe in some alternative ways and alternative areas of Cape Cod this weekend. We're going to be joined first off by MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. Next up will be Phil Howard from down at the Goose Hummock in Orleans. And then we're going to be joined by our buddy Matt Rainamo from over on Nantucket Island, and he's going to give us a full Nantucket fishing report. And last but not least, our buddy Bruno Demir from Cape and Islands, Mitsubishi is going to join us, and we're going to talk a little bit of lobstering and a little bit of sea bass and a little bit of striper action with Bruno. So let's dive right into today's program. Well, first up on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. Ryan, how are you on this windy Friday?
1: I'm doing pretty well, Kevin. And how are you?
0: Good. Just trying not to blow away. It feels like a night and day difference. We had a lot of hot, hazy, humid weather earlier in the week. It felt like summer, and now it feels like fall all of a sudden.
1: Yes. I know this weekend they're saying northeast winds gusting over 30 miles an hour, some rain. We had, or we have, two sea bass trips scheduled tomorrow with Captain Cullen. Those are going to have to be postponed. And this past week, we had several sea bass trips with Cullen that were also postponed because this past week, it was blowing about 30 to 40 miles per hour out of the southwest, which can make conditions just downright dangerous in Buzzards Bay. It's been very windy, and it looks like a windy weekend ahead.
0: Yeah, but we're still having plenty of fishing reports come in, Ryan. The, The sea bass fishing, from what I'm hearing, is still excellent uh, the striper moving into the area. It seems like the bigger class fish are not consistent, but we're getting reports of, you know, 40 inch plus fish that are being taken inside of Cape Cod Bay, you know, from some pretty reliable sources. Also hearing there's some live mackerel inside Cape Cod Bay that folks are using for bait. So it seems like a, a pretty promising week, even though the wind is definitely acting up.
1: Yeah, that's great news. And it's great news to hear about those bigger fish appearing in the bay, great news about the mackerel. So I'll be very interested in listening to hear what our guests have to say about that. Me personally, I can give you a report from yesterday. I was out on Buzzard's Bay, and like I just said, it had been very windy all week. And then I looked at the forecast, and it seemed like there was going to be a lull in the wind yesterday afternoon. So I got some My Fish and Cape Codders together who were on a canceled sea bass trip earlier in the week. And we went out, and it was beautiful. But once we got out to the Cleveland Light area, the wind just started picking up like crazy. And the sea bass were there, Kevin. But in past years, I know you've experienced this. You pretty much just drop a bait down and you pull up a nice sea bass. Yep. Well, that wasn't the case for us yesterday. We really had to work for it. We were in about 30 feet of water. The drift was very quick because the wind was blowing. We were using four ounces Joe Bag Flukies with the bottom fishing rigs that Bruno's cousin, Eddie, has provided some giveaways in the forum. We were using those in conjunction with four-ounce Joe Bags Flukies. And we picked off, in about maybe an hour of fishing out there, we picked off a half dozen nice keeper black sea bass and some shorts, but it wasn't like lights out by any means. We definitely had to work for it. And then I just turned to the crew and said, guys, we got to go. Cause this wind is picking up. Even though they said yesterday afternoon was supposed to be flat calm, which it was in Cape Cod Bay, its flat calm in Cape Cod Bay from what people told me yesterday. But buzzards Bay is like a wind tunnel and you get the current moving in there. And it can get pretty nasty. So we had to call the trip short and head back a little earlier than anticipated. So we didn't get a full limit of sea bass yesterday. I think we probably would, but it would have taken us probably, you know, four hours or more of fishing in order to do that. So it's interesting. There are some beautiful sea bass in Buzzards Bay, but I don't think it's as easy, at least for me, as it has been in years past. Maybe Bruno can chime in about the sea bass fishing in Nantucket Sound. I I get the sense maybe it's a little better over there, but you know I haven't personally been over there yet, so I don't know.
0: Now, when you were doing your drops yesterday, just out of curiosity, were there any other species mixed in, or were you just getting sea bass?
1: Well, that's a beautiful thing about Buzzard's Bay. So we ended up getting a really nice bluefish, first bluefish that I've personally seen. It was funny because I'm like, guys, bring the lines up. And Mike hooked up, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's got to be a monster sea bass, or maybe you have, like, three keeper sea bass on at once. But then it came up to the surface, and it was a big, pretty big bluefish, I mean, probably close to 30 inches. And I've heard from some other MFCC members that they're catching bluefish in Buzzett's Bay as well. So there's definitely some blues around if you're heading out. And we saved the trip. I had a couple uh, – Or actually, uh, Lorraine was on the trip yesterday, a lovely woman to fish with, but uh, she had never caught scup before. So, you know, that's the great thing about Buzzards Bay. It was too windy to spend any more time out deep where the sea bass were, so we went in close to shore. I had a couple of trout rods on board. I rigged them up with just one ounce of weight with some squid, dropped it down to the bottom in about 15, 20 feet of water, and she had a blast catching scup while I was filleting the sea bass that we did catch. So that's just the beautiful thing about Buzzard's Bay. There's always different species that you can go after.
0: Well, that's good to hear, Ryan. I know that the striper report, you know, has been a little bit sporadic so far this year. This wind is not going to necessarily help things as people are going to struggle to get out on the water. What are you hearing, though, in terms of striped bass over the last week or so? I've gotten some
1: reports about 40-inch fish in the canal, which is great. Most of the reports that I've gotten have been towards the west end of the canal. I don't have any uh, real specific info about what they've been hitting and that sort of thing, but I have gotten quite a few messages over the past week of people who have either caught fish in the 40-inch class or seen fish taken. That's the cool thing about the canal. I get a lot of messages from people who said, you know, I was bike riding this afternoon on the canal just wanted to let you know i saw a couple 40 inches taken by the railroad bridge that's a message that i got maybe on tuesday of this past week Mm. so there's definitely some bigger fish in there which is good because i don't know how many options there's got to be for fishing this weekend especially if you're hoping to get out on a boat with that northeast wind i think you know places like the canal would be probably a pretty good bet just from a fishability standpoint.
0: Let's get into some giveaways, Ryan. I wanted to pay this one off. Last week when we did the podcast hit, you spoke about the raffle that we were doing for the trip aboard Bruno Demir, our good friend's boat, the Gaviota. It's gonna be a sea bass trip and the basically the requirements were you you don't you can't have a boat and you have to have a child or two to take fishing, which I think is just an awesome thing. You did the drawing, and I just wanted to let you update folks. It seems like Patrick Jones, did I get that name right, is the winner of the trip with Bruno?
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Patrick's been around MFCC for a while. He actually did some photography for a surf casting distance competition last year. And it's great to see him win. I hope he has a great trip. We've got some other giveaways going on. We've got a local tackle giveaway. I'm going to be pulling the winner probably today. We have another giveaway going for a June 25th surf casting trip with me. So you can head on in there to the forum and enter your name. It's that giveaway. I've got a poll winner on June 11th for that trip. And then we have an awesome giveaway that I'll be launching this weekend for members of My Fish in Cape Cod who are veterans or who are currently in the service. We had another veteran member named Jeffrey Radwick He went out of his way to purchase a Tsunami Salt X6000 with an 11-foot surf casting rod, spooled up with 50-pound braid. Perfect setup for fishing the canal, probably valued at well over $600 there. And that giveaway is going to be for, like I said, people who are veterans or in the service. And that's a nice Memorial Day giveaway that we're going to be launching soon. So thank you again to Jeffrey for that. Jeffrey he won a tuna trip over the winter and this is his way of kind of paying it forward which I thought was super cool. Well,
0: that's a great story and a great way to celebrate Memorial Day as we head into the long weekend even though the weather doesn't look ideal I know that's not going to get people down and keep them from getting out altogether. you just got to get creative about how you go about fishing this weekend it sounds.
1: Exactly and in conditions like this, the bonus is that you can catch some nice stripers during the day. They definitely bite better in those stormy conditions during the day. So as long as you're safe about it, you know, the boat and kayak might not be the best option for this weekend, but those South side harbors and bays, the inlets on the South side, they should be fishable. Some of the coves along Buzzard's Bay should be pretty fishable. And, um, You know, I like the Cape Cod Bay beaches in a northeast wind, especially if you get down there just as that wind is kicking up. After a couple days, sometimes the weed on the Cape Cod Bay beaches gets pretty nasty. But a, a high tide with a northeast wind along the Cape Cod Bay beaches, you'll have a chance there. And, of course, the canal, like we talked about, there's some bigger fish rolling through. So hopefully folks will be able to make the most of it.
0: All right, Ryan, I want to wish you a happy Memorial Day weekend. Thanks for the information as always, and I look forward to chatting next week.
1: Sounds good, Kev. Have a great weekend.
0: Well, next up on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good friend Phil Howarth from down at the Goose Hummock Shop in Orleans. Phil, how are you heading into this Memorial Day weekend?
2: Looking forward to it. It's going to be a lovely, well, it's not going to be a lovely weekend weather-wise, but it's going to be a great weekend because it's a public holiday. It's my daughter's graduation from university today, so we're celebrating that later. And then we'll be uh, into the chaos for the weekend.
0: Well, congratulations to her. Where is she graduating from?
2: Simmons University in Boston. It's a cool spot, lovely place in Boston. She, She had a really good time there. She really enjoyed it.
0: Well, that's good to hear, Phil. And have you had a chance to do any fishing? I know when we spoke last week, you had a chance to do some black sea bass fishing on opening day. Have you got a chance to get out on the water since, or have you been chained to the store?
2: Chained to the damn store. So this, this week is obviously busy week getting ready for, for what is traditionally go time for the shop, which is Memorial Weekend. So no fishing for me this week. So, but the fishing has been very good, but I just haven't been part of it this week.
0: Yeah, the sea bass fishing seems to be pretty plentiful. We're 10 days into the season now. What are you hearing about the sea bass?
2: Yeah, still a lot of them um starting to get some size, um, but every day they're getting slightly bigger. Um there's lots of them around. People are having a great time out there from from everybody I spoke to and, and you know using using butterfly jigs and, and bucktails with soft plastics on has done really well. Yeah, you know, obviously if you if you put a little bit of squid on there you're doing gangbusters with the scups So that fishery's been you know been doing really well and you know obviously in, and and a very popular family fishery which is really good fun. So it's a shame that you know this weekend, is the weather tomorrow, is, is you're not going to be out there on the boat unless you got a really, really big one. So you're probably at the bottom of the, uh, in the in Nantucket Sound. It's going to be pretty snarly.
0: Yep. And we had the Cheeky Schoolie tournament last weekend, Phil. We haven't had a chance to regroup after that, but I'm guessing that was a hit and you guys saw plenty of action down there from anglers heading to the area to fish the Cheeky?
2: Yeah, yeah. We, we were very busy in the store. Obviously, the fly section was absolutely pumping all day Friday. Ryan and... Uh, I mean, sorry, my, my guy, you know, Ryan, from my outdoor center, he was down there. I had Ian and Eric as my two fly leads down there. I had Dave at one stage across. So, so we, you know, my fly specialists were pretty busy. And I think they had a really good tournament. You know, there was plenty of schoolies around, which is what the target species is. So, And the weather wasn't too bad for them. You know, last year, they got blown out, whereas... This year there's a bit of a breeze, but you know they caught a lot of fish in it and they had a really good time, so it's a, it's a really cool tournament.
0: Yeah, I'm hearing that there's a lot of fish from folks that fish the tournament you know, on the flats in that probably 20 to 25-inch range. A lot of those fish, are you hearing about anything bigger quite yet, or are we still too early for that size fish to move into Cape Cod Bay?
2: Yeah, No, it, it starts, obviously, yeah, it was a full uh, full moon oh god, last night, the night before. Very recently it was a full moon. Buzzards Bay has been holding some big fish. The, the canal has been up and down. If you can find them in the canal, you've, you've really got good fish. And I had one of my one of my captains uh, on on Wingman Charters. Steve got he had a forty two, a forty four, and a forty eight inch fish yesterday on live mackerel in the bay.
0: In the bay, okay.
2: Uh, yeah, and then Captain Josh Zacharias is another one of my pro staff captains. On the fly last week had a forty four inch fish. Wow, just off the flats. So there's some good fish moving into the, to Cape Cod Bay for sure. It's not, They're not everywhere, but there's some really nice fish starting to move into the water there. Some and, really big fish.
0: And I think you're talking about our good buddy Captain Steve Leary from Wingman. Is he getting those mackerel in the bay, you think, Phil, or where is he getting he, them?
2: Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, the mackerel are in the bay, yes. Yeah, he's getting them just outside of Barnstable Harbor.
0: Well, that's great to hear that there's you know some good-sized mackerel and and the bait is moving into Cape Cod Bay. I just want to check in with you as well, Phil. Speaking about mackerel, just about offshore, we I always like to ask you know kind of what you're hearing from your birds in the air about the offshore tuna bite. We spoke about the new regulations that are in play last week, but what are you hearing in terms of a tuna report?
2: It's it's starting. They're, they've you know they've been reported on the pogie schools. Um, you know, there's, there's plenty of people reporting fish. I've uh, heard a couple of people, you know, um, fishing and have gone tight. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it's ironically, it's, it's a, you know, it's you can't keep them, but you can still catch them. So there's been a couple of people have got tight. I haven't heard any people are getting the fish boat side, um, but I don't doubt that's happened. So it's starting. It, it's it's always very difficult because the the reports are really inconsistent this time of year. 'Cause nobody's, you know, really ac- aggressively targeting them. But the yeah, you know, the, there's been a push of fish. I know further south the the fishing has been lights out. So, you know, Jersey's on fire. So we're just, you know, fingers crossed at that you know two year for the last two years those fish have stayed south. Hopefully they move up a bit. But, you know, it, it's registering well the fish people are seeing a bigger fish which is traditional, you know, it's the first fish come in and they push through and they're They're going, they come up Chatham, they go through Stawag, Wagon, they go through Jeffers and they're on their way to Nova Scotia. So, so it's kind of, there's some big fish in the water right now. So Tuesday is going to be interesting when it all kicks off um, to see where people go, but fish will be landed on, on Tuesday for sure.
0: Phil, a quick look at the mighty fish. You guys are all geared up for stripers and sea bass. You're also running a Van reel promotion—a a free spare spool with a Van reel purchase, which is an awesome deal if you're in the market for a shiny new reel. Um, anything else going on in the store as we head into this big weekend?
2: Yeah, it's just a, a lot of stuff. Like we, you know, we've been inventory still is piling in day by day. I'm still a bit behind on a couple of vendors like Shimano, but everybody is. I've got plenty of Diwa coming in. I've just got the new BG three thousands coming in. And yeah, you, you know, new order of those. We've got 50 of those coming in today, tomorrow. Um, we've got a lot of that. We've got a lovely, exciting new lure range for the tuna guys from a company called IMS, who actually um, come from Serbia, of all places. Oh, cool. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're a hardwood, handcrafted, painted, glorious-looking lure. Beautiful action on them. Um, very popular in the Med and the Adriatic, and actually the West Coast. People bought them directly from Ivan, who runs it. But we're the U.S. distributor for that product. So we have those as a new product, which is great. And we're also starting to get a new series of tuna rods into the store as well. So and those are going down really well. So generally a lot, of, a lot of product. We've got everything geared up for the schoolies especially, because that's a great way, you know, especially when it, it's going to be difficult. To, you know, This weekend especially for people coming to enjoy the, the memorial weekend here, is you're not going to be fishing on Norset Beach because it's going to be howling. So it's getting into those protective waters in the back bays and things, and, and, and the schoolie action will be great there. Your customers already this morning, it's only 10 o'clock, have been telling you how they were catching half a dozen fish on you know, Town Cove behind the shop or in some of the other back bays. So we've got the lighter gear and encourage people to you know, fish as light as possible and enjoy the, the fun with the schoolies and look after them because they're our future.
0: Great advice on safe catch and release practices, and I know we have a lot of those tutorials up on my fishing Cape Cod for people that may be unfamiliar. But, Phil, you hit the nail on the head in terms of people coming into the area to fish and open up houses for Memorial Day weekend. If they want to come see you at the goose, what are the store hours for this holiday weekend?
2: We're going to be open at 8 till 6, um, Monday through Saturday, and then 8 till 4 on Sundays. And, of course, the MightyFish.com is open 24-7.
0: Well, that's great to hear, Phil. Thanks so much for carving out a little bit of your time on this Friday. I wish your daughter the best of luck on her graduation party tonight, and I look forward to catching up with you next week.
2: Yes, thank you, Kevin. Yeah, and all the best to everybody. Thank you.
0: Well, next up on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy Matt Rainamo from over at the Nantucket Tackle Center on Nantucket Island. Matt, how are you this week?
3: I'm doing very well, thank you.
0: Am I catching you at home? Are you actually on Nantucket this week?
3: I'm actually on Nantucket. Yep. I just uh I just got off the water. I just had my first uh my first trip of the season.
0: All right, we're we're gonna wanna hear all about that, but let's dive back into last week when we visited with you. You were over here on the mainland side on Cape Cod and you were prepping for the cheeky schoolie tournament. Can you give us a recap of how that went for you?
3: Sure. It went uh it went pretty well. I think that we spoke on uh
0: I want to say Thursday. Thursday. Yep. Yeah.
3: So um, Wednesday and Thursday, I had had two spectacular days. Um, you know, really like a, a great way to kick off my own um, striper season. Sight fishing the flats, fly rod. It was it was great. Um, Friday got a little bit tougher. It kind of on Wednesday and Thursday, I was catching fish all day um and then friday it kind of it, it petered out a little bit and i had sort of one good window um and then saturday uh, as as i'm sure many people know and remember is like uh site fishing was out for mm. tournament day so it was it was cloudy um rainy at times so um it was it was definitely tough but we knew that there was fish on those flats um we we're fishing so instead of uh you know, instead of trying to sight fish, we just kind of hit the hit the edges and and threw you know tossed tossed the fly all day and um you know you could see the bait you could see you know it wasn't totally blind but it wasn't you weren't casting the fish at all um, so it turned out okay me and me and my uncle uh, we filled our card we I think we were eighth place overall um and we had said I know we had, I had said I was fishing with uh, me and my uncle are a team. Two of my friends from college uh, fish it with us now, so they were staying with us and fishing with us. And then one of my clients, um, or two of my clients, a good from Nantucket come over and they fish it. So the six of us were kind of fishing it together. Um, and then uh, and the, the my clients ended up winning. So they so it was a good it was a good uh, a great great tournament day for them pretty good for me if if i couldn't win i'm glad it was someone who sort of on my team within a team and staying with us so i can't complain
0: well that's great so you had two friends or in clients that actually ended up taking first prize you guys finished yourself and your uncle finished in the top 10 that sounds like a really successful day do you remember can you give us an update on uh kind of the winning score the winning tally what were some of the bigger fish that were taken
3: there was nothing, nothing big, okay. uh, at least on our scorecards. I know that my buddies uh, that ended up winning, I think they had a hundred. Uh, I think they had just over a hundred inches. Got it. Um, so they had, and it was all, uh, all pretty similarly sized fish. I think they had a. a a twenty-five, a twenty-six, and yep. a twenty-seven, or two twenty-six, something yep. in that range.
0: Yep, that's usually what um, wins it. It seems like right that magic number of right around hundred. You know, do a hundred yeah, and funny, two or three you know, you inches. Yeah, it's You you get
3: to you get to that hundred inches, and and not, none of us after you know those guys after the day, it wasn't like oh yeah we you know we feel good about this. Um, you know, they knew they had filled their card, but with you know no no big fish really. So it was like oh, we'll see what happens, and and sure mm-hmm. enough, they're uh, they're on top. So yeah, if you can if you can fill your card and get to around a hundred, it seems like you're in the mix.
0: All right, let's get into the action on Nantucket. You're fresh off the water today. You've got kind of a report swirling, fresh in your mind. What was going on out there today? can you can you give us a little bit of insight into what your day was like out on the water? Yeah, I was fishing
3: uh, I started fishing I just fished a half day in the afternoon. Um, it was It was really nice weather, bright, bright sun. Um, I was on my flats boat in in Nantucket's main harbor, um, and stopped the first first spot we saw. Stopped, we started seeing some fish. Um, couldn't get any of those ones to eat, but um, saw a few, and then bounced around to a couple more spots around the harbor, and uh, ended up catching a few fish. Nice, pretty nice size ones. Um, sort of on the same on the same. Same class of fish that we were seeing on the Cape. Um, no, you know, no, no micros, like 20, you know, 25, 26, 27 inch fish. Um, and we ended up with four of them. I think three on the fly and uh, one on a white sluggo.
0: That sounds like a very promising day. Are you hearing any reports of some larger fish moving into the areas? It's still mostly kind of that middle schooly class.
3: Um, I've, yeah, I haven't heard of I I haven't heard of anything real big. I know guys have got them over 30 inches and okay. a few more, um, in that high twenties range, but I haven't heard of anything, um, any anything over 30.
0: And have you had customers or other captains that you talk with talk at all about the sea bass fishing? I know that that's something that's been kind of hot here the past 10 days since the season opened up.
3: Yeah, there's definitely been uh, you know some guys in the store, some charter captains. Everybody hitting the sound, hitting the wrecks and uh, the structure out there, and 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 doing pretty well. Big big fish, numbers, plenty of plenty of them. So that's been uh, that's definitely been good, and definitely something that Nantucketers are taking advantage of.
0: And as we head into Memorial Day weekend, I know this is a huge weekend for the Cape and the Islands. It's kind of the the unofficial kickoff to the start of summer. Is there anything you'd you'd probably recommend, you know, folks check out if they're coming over to whether it be open up the house or spend the long weekend maybe fish from shore? You have any tips for folks that may want to come over and get a line wet and try to catch their first striper of the year? Uh
3: yeah, definitely. It's it's certainly a great time to be uh certainly a great time to be trying it and it's a time it's definitely a time of year where you don't necessarily need to be um on a boat or or anything. Go into the the South Shore um of the island from from nobody or anywhere from Nobody or West has been really good. Um so as far as kind of a, a low pressure DIY thing, it's it's a pretty easy thing to take a rod down there and take some casts and um your chances are never gonna be better than they are right now, pretty much. There there's plenty of fish there, they're hungry. Um it doesn't necessarily need to be a sunset and, and later deal like you can find them eating during the day. Um so yeah, the the advice is just go, you know, go to it. If you wanna fish with me or somebody like me in the harbors, that's great. There's fish there, they're eating, the South Shore's there. Um, you know, it's a it's a great time to be out there.
0: And what are we looking at in terms of the Nantucket Tackle Center this weekend? Are you guys open pretty much all weekend for visitors?
3: We are, yep. We uh we're just expand we have been open seven days, um ten to six, but we're gonna start getting there a little earlier in the morning for, for Um, you know, the, the early spring crowd usually tends to be like the after, after work cast, but, um, now there's more people getting here and more people going to be fishing all day. So we're going to get in there, um, 7am this weekend. And, uh, it doesn't look like the weather's going to be fantastic. So if it does turn out that it's raining or whatever, there's a good, it's a good weekend to sort of get your, get your ducks in a row tackle wise too, if you're not actually out there. So we'll, we'll be at the store um either way whether you're headed out on the water or you're just looking to get ready for when the weather does improve
0: well matt thanks so much for joining us this week on the podcast let you get back to your day and hopefully we look forward to catching up with you next week all right thank you very much kevin i'll talk to you soon well moving right along on this week's edition of the my fishing cape cod podcast it's time to welcome in our next guest and that's none other than our good buddy bruno demir from down at cape and islands mitsubishi and Bruno, how are you doing this Memorial Day weekend?
4: It's uh TGIF Memorial Day weekend. Uh the weather's not on our side this weekend, but we'll make the best out of it and uh here we are into uh the heart of the spring fishing season.
0: Yeah, we're having a pretty good blow right now. The the temperatures are definitely going to cool down, but I know you got a chance to get out on the water. Yesterday, Bruno, we were texting back and forth a little bit, and I was pretty excited for you. It was a pretty exciting day for you. Can you explain to the listeners what you were doing out there? Sure. So uh,
4: right after school, I picked up the kids, and uh, we did our uh, annual lobster, lobster pot drop. Uh, so we just headed right out into the Sound, and we got a couple spots we like to drop our uh, lobster traps. And uh, I have three kids and, uh, and uh, each one gets to uh, give the uh, trap a kiss and push it over into the water, and we drop our, our, our traps, and, uh, and it's pretty exciting. It's a big thing for us every year, and it kind of marks the beginning of summer for us.
0: And Bruno, so, as a guy that's a novice lobsterman myself, I just know very little bit about it. What are you using for bait in your pots this time of year?
4: Um, You know what works really well is any kind of thick fish skin. So uh, the sea bass we've been catching, we try to hold on to the skin on those when we flay them. Uh, Striper skin works really well. Uh, A lot of the commercial guys will use salmon skins. Um, I only had so many uh, black sea bass skins, so uh, I ended up using salmon heads. Um, no one really wants to eat the head of a salmon. So they're pretty cheap. And, uh, that's what I used for now, but you also like to use bunker, you know, whenever we can find some pogies and bunker, we like to use those cause they stink up and stay around for a while. So they're in and they're trapping and we'll get, we get to see what's in there in about a week.
0: Bruno, from your experience doing this, you know, what size range are the lobsters that you generally get?
4: Um, right now is probably the best part of the season and then it dies out in the summer and then it picks back up in the wind uh in the fall because they don't like the really hot water they're smaller on the sound side uh the bigger ones and it's much more plentiful on the bay side and uh and then you got you know east of chatham where you can go as deep as you want but that's that's kind of the idea. The sound side's more for guys like me that's just recreational, just looking for the kids to have fun when they pull up the pot. And, you know, you might you might get yourself a couple lobsters out of four or five traps. Um, just enough for dinner, you know, to make it exciting for
0: the kids. Let's dive into a fishing report. I know last week when we spoke you were actually out on your boat, the Gaviota, and you were sea bass fishing What's the report like for sea bass now that we're pretty much, I'd say, 10 days into the season?
4: Right now into probably two more weeks. We probably have two more weeks of the sea bass spawning season before they start uh, going back into deeper water. I can tell you that after I dropped my lobster traps last night, uh, since I had the kids on board, I, I decided to go to some of the local areas close to the harbor that have some structure and it was just covered with sea bass. And there were keepers in there. there you know, a keeper, keeper is 15 inches for a, a sea bass. But I personally don't like to keep them unless they're 20 inches plus and they're males. You can tell a male from a female because they got a big knot on their forehead. Uh, and we like to call them knuckleheads for that reason. And um, I could tell you that right now there's plenty of, big twenty, twenty-two inch sea bass in the sound uh the bigger ones are starting from outside of hyannis harbor and west from there into buzzard's bay uh, buzzard's bay is notorious for having the biggest and most plentiful sea bass um going into the first week of june um if you don't want to go all the way there and you want something you know to take home it's Still a nice 20 size, 20 inch class fish. Um, anywhere from Falmouth, Hyannis Harbor, that area. Just look for structure, and you can't miss the fleet. There's boats out there, and big potty boats, and um, and a little something encouraging. Yesterday when we were fishing for sea bass, the the kids actually put pulled up a couple of juvenile fluke,
0: which. Is very encouraging. Bruno, when you've been out on the boat, have you been seeing any striper action other than, you know, the, the I'll say the spotty, schooly action that we've talked about over on Nantucket Sound so far this season? Have you seen anything bigger move into the area?
4: Yeah, I, 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 I'm hearing reports and seeing reports. Um, guys down at uh, Riverview Bay and Tackle and Yarmouth were telling me that guys are getting bigger striper towards the Princess Islands, Buzzards Bay. Um, kind of that whole area that is where you're going to see your keep the striper. Um, I, I would say your best bet right now is the, uh, outgoing tide, um, in the sound just because when all those rivers and estuaries flush out, uh, all the bait fish come out, the water warms up and that's when most of the sea bass and the striper are feeding. Um, so if you can catch it in the morning on an outgoing tide, that's your best bet. And uh, since striper and most fish love, um, you know, current, uh, your best bets to keep an eye on the moon. And when you, when you have a, a strong current out there with an outgoing tide in the morning, that's pretty much your bullseye. That's when fishing is really going to get hot. Um, but there is stripers out there. There are keepers. You've got to work through them. Uh, you probably got to catch five or six before you get a couple keepers. Uh, slot fish, and uh, they're out there. Just, uh, just make sure that if you do, if you do get a smaller fish, take the time to put the fish back in the water the right way, and just make sure you uh, are aware of the regulations on um, circle hooks and whatnot.
0: And last but not least, Bruno, heading into the Memorial Day weekend holiday, I, I know a lot of folks are headed down to the Cape, actually, as we speak, for the long weekend, even though the weather doesn't look great. But what's going on down at the dealership?
4: We're going to be closed on Monday because I love my employee employees, and uh, we're going to give them an opportunity to take Sunday, Monday off and light up the grill and be with family. Uh, but I will tell you that we just acquired 15 more pickup trucks that are all coming in from all over the country, uh, that's going to be hitting the lot next week. So if you're in the market for a pickup truck, you know where to look with the truck kings of the Cape.
0: All right, Bruno, thanks so much for joining us this week. I hope you have a great Memorial Day weekend. Hope you get to spend some time with the family, and I look forward to catching up with you next week. Sounds good,
4: Karen. We'll see you soon, and enjoy your Memorial Day weekend.
0: Many thanks to Bruno Demir from Cape and Islands, Mitsubishi, for joining us on today's podcast, and also another big hearty thank you to Bruno for donating that group trip. To my fishing Cape Cod, very generous and kind of Bruno, and I really look forward to hearing about how that trip goes once this wind lies down, and that's going to put the wraps on this windy Memorial Day edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. I want to thank all of our guests that joined us on today's program, starting with MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins, Phil Howarth from down at the Goose Hummock in Orleans, Matt Rainamo from the Nantucket Tackle Center, and last but not least, Bruno Demire of Cape and Islands, Mitsubishi. I know the weather's not going to be great people, but try to make the most of it. It's our first really long weekend of the summer here. Happy Memorial Day to everybody. Hope everybody stays healthy and safe this weekend. And I look forward to chatting with you next week on the next edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. Until we meet again, this is your host, Kevin Collins, signing off. Tight lines and take care. Thanks for tuning in to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. For the latest local news information and fishing reports, be sure to log on to MyFishingCapeCod.com. From all of us at My Fishing Cape Cod, tight lines and take care.